Hello, good morning. Welcome back to another episode of the Botanista podcast. My name is Taylor Miriam Rayo, otherwise known around these parts of upstate New York as the Botanista. We are bringing you a bit of a morning show this morning. We like to feel energized and excited. First thing, when we have a first sip club out of a first sip mug available now in the Two Buttons Deep store if you shop the exclusive Buttonista collection. And I must say, I'm very proud. I'm quite proud of my British accent this morning. It might be a bit Australian, might be a bit British, but we're always practicing here. We're always trying to be the best version of ourselves. And I am feeling a bit more Australian as I get into it. So I'm going to go back to the real me. I know nobody asked me, but when you wake up from a bad dream, take it as a sign from God when he sends you out of bed to go have a pee and get a drink of water. That's the best part of a bad dream is being able to wake up and take a well-deserved bathroom break. Welcome back to another episode of the Buttonista podcast. Thank God it's Tuesday. I have to be honest with you guys. I am feeling a little pre-holiday anxiety. I wouldn't say sadness. It's not sad girl season around these parts. We try to keep it positive, but I will say I'm feeling my normal bout of pre-holiday anxiety, thinking something bad is going to happen, feeling overly empathetic and emotional for other people, which is something I do throughout the year, but during the holidays, it skyrockets. It goes out of control, and I don't think the broadcast news is helping me with that situation. So subconsciously, just like how God wakes you up from a bad dream to go to the bathroom, I think I subconsciously needed to do a stone cold sober morning show with my coffee, feeling energized by the winter sunlight pouring in behind me because I need to spread a little positivity here. You know, I mean, we've got tornadoes, we've got masks, we've got accidents, the whole nine. And it doesn't make you feel holly and jolly all of the time. Now, could this podcast make you feel holly and jolly? I don't know. It depends what we get into. But I just thought, you know, maybe a little positive morning energy from my chair with my coffee would help start the week off a little bit right, even though this episode is getting to you slightly later than a normal Tuesday drop would. But of course, the Buttonista podcast is all-encompassing. You can listen to it on the holy day. Thank God it's Tuesday. But you can observe. You can observe the holy day whenever you want, whenever you're in the car, whenever you're bored, whenever you're on the treadmill, whenever you're walking your dog. If you need to throw me in your headphones and hear this beautiful, really well-developed, mature adult voice that I have, you know, you can do that whenever, wherever you so choose. So let's get into today's episode. Um, starting off, I I don't want to do it, but to refer to the holiday sadness, I feel as though there's a bit of a Grinch out there trying to steal Christmas and make the holidays less joyful for the fine people of New York State. So many people have said to me and know me, Don't talk about masks on your podcast. Don't get into it. 
you're too much of a, a face that people will criticize and, you know, put their opinions on and judge and unfollow and threaten and this and that. So I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I know a lot of people in New York State were taken aback and a little upset by the new mask mandate that started December 13th and goes into effect temporarily until January 15th. We'll see what happens when we get there due to obviously the rise in hospitalizations, COVID cases going up. And like if you didn't see that news and for one way or the other, your heart sank a little bit, then, you know, maybe you are part of that Grinch family. Um, but I, what I want to say about it, because I know it sucks, you know, nobody wants to do this, right? Um, nobody wants to be in the position that we're in right now. It's up for debate why we're in that position, right? Is it because people aren't vaccinated? Is it because the vaccines aren't as effective as they thought? Is it because, you know, people are traveling again? That is not up for me to decide. I have my own thoughts and opinions on that. Um, but the part that made me sad and made me just kind of feel like, really just down and frustrated and confused yesterday is, you know, my heart really going out to first and foremost, these local businesses that have gone up and down, jumped through hoops, gone sideways, backwards, doing everything they can to try to survive. They're faced with, you know, a holiday season where they try to make as much money as they possibly can to sell goods, to have people out to dinner, to, you know, get their products out there for the holiday season and make as much money before inevitably in the Northeast, in upstate New York, things slow down, people don't go out as much, you know, because it's winter, not because of a virus or anything. But, you know, a lot of local businesses tend to see some sort of dip in revenue during the winter months. So, you know, God bless them for trying to do everything they can to get people through their doors. And now they're faced with more challenges and more decisions that they have to make. And I can only imagine how frustrating that is when you're finally like, you know, planning your holiday sales or booking, you know, reservations weeks in advance for restaurants and things like that. Um, and I had my own thoughts in the weekend saying, OK, you know, we have a three day grace period leading up to this mask thing. I mean, if it was that urgent, like you, you, uh, I don't know, I and people are going to hate me, but like a logical person would think it would go into effect immediately and not give people three more days to just do whatever they want. Because, um, of course, like the clock strikes midnight and then all of a sudden it, it fixes everything. I don't know. Um, I get the businesses might need to have a little heads up to get a plan in action, but whatever. Um, but I, I, d despite what you think, I guess, um, the one thing that I noticed yesterday going out into the stores and everything is like, you know, as much as you can oppose something, you can do that on your own, but don't give other people a hard time. You know, you can have your thoughts, you can have your opinions, I have mine and you have yours, but the second that you decide to take that negative energy one way or the other out on somebody else, especially during the holiday season, fuck off, get the fuck out of here. I saw people arguing at Zara yesterday, not even about masks, but about customer service and returns and, you know, receipts and stuff like that, just attacking employees. Like this is, this is so unnecessary causing this sort of like divisiveness and the point that made me say okay I'll finally talk about it and put it in perspective is like a of course that right like don't get in, in arguments with people um at stores because you're unhappy with the rules rules are rules I get it you know you're going to comply you're not but you need to be able to face the consequences and not put people in a tough situation um but I did see Saratoga County 
posted that they were not going to be complying with the mask mandate. I guess ultimately it's up to the counties to decide if they want to enforce it or not. And if they want to employ their valuable county health resources to either chase people down and find them or do the right thing, which is get boosters out there, get public health information out there. And the la- one of the last lines of their uh, statement that they put out is that, you know, these these fines like are just causing like the, the threat of a fine and saying like we encourage you to report businesses and find them and like what fucking holiday spirit is that? I don't know if I should be talking about this. I had to get it out there because it's been on my mind. But it does kind of make sense. Like, why are you encouraging businesses to tattletale on each other, find each other, put them in even more of a financial hole than they're already in just to to say you don't like what they're doing? At this point, people can make their own decisions. Business owners should be able to make their own decisions, whether they want to require the vaccination or they want to let people um, keep their privacy and their decisions to themselves. Like, what a freaking novel idea. Like, your business is your business. You do you. I'm a do me. I mean, I'm pretty sure Soldier Boy said that. So you just do you. And I'm a do me. Like, that sounds good to me about now. Okay? We have the resources available. We have the information available for you to make a decision based on your body, your family, your business, and your life, ultimately. I think this is very simple. I really do. In the, world, in the words of Soldier Boy, you do you, I'm a do me. I mean, literally, like maybe I could have just saved myself like seven minutes here and just put it that way. I appreciate the fact that people are looking out for others. You know, they want to be respectful. They want to do, you know, not what's just right for themselves, I guess, but try to protect other people. That's fine. But it still ultimately comes down to what you want to do and what you believe. This is not about getting into mean-spirited conversations with people, arguing, disagreeing. If you want to have an adult open conversation about your opinion on masks and vaccines, I encourage that. Like, have a nice adult conversation. Talk to people that disagree with you. Talk to people that agree with you. Do your research. Watch the news, I guess. Um, I don't understand why this is so complicated, but I think it's just a very sad timing. It's unfortunate. It's obviously not going away, this virus, these masks, all of it. But if you are not at a point in this where, A, of course we all want it to be over, but B, you don't understand the point of respecting other people's opinions and thoughts and decisions, I I don't know what to tell you guys. And it's weighing on everybody. Like I'm like, how do I not talk about this and how I feel? I mean, I... I enjoy reading, you know, some of the takes from, you know, whether it's hair salons or gyms or, you know, shopping centers or small boutiques. Like, I'm open to reading all of it, but don't do it in a way that comes across as you're the know-it-all, you're the best in the biz, you know what's right, you're doing what you think is right, okay? That's my soapbox, that's my coffee rant this morning. Um, Sorry if you disagree, sorry if you don't want to talk about it, but... I appreciate Saratoga County stance. I appreciate all of the businesses saying, if you are unhappy, reach out to the governor. Don't take it out on me. At the end of the day, just be kind to the people that are working. If they're behind the counter at Stewart's, if they're checking you out at Target, they don't want to do this. They are just doing what they've been told and what's going to keep them, you know, in a job. And it's the same thing as like when you like 
have a problem at the hotel. Like you're really going to go down there and like curse someone out because your room was dirty or like whatever. Like you're only going to get a better result by being kind. You're never going to get a better result in an argument by being mean, being condescending, being rude. It's just not going to get you anywhere. I mean, I did watch The Grinch over the weekend. Maybe I'm just feeling some of the life lessons trickle into my body and my holiday spirit as I wear all black, um, which is not in the holiday spirit whatsoever. But it's part of what's contributing to the negative energy that I felt heading into the week. And I had to say it, put it away, and move on to the rest of the show where I will do my best to make you laugh and keep it freaking moving, people. Um, speaking of first sip club, morning coffee, morning show, morning me, I put out on Instagram recently, what is your favorite diner in the capital region? Now, this is something you should take super, super seriously. I am a diner lover of all kinds. I love diners, drive-ins, and dives, and to me... The ideal Sunday activity goes a little something like this. You're enjoying a little bit of poor health, reflecting on the evening that you had before, going a few buttons deep, hanging with friends, but you wake up in the morning and you're like 50 to 65%, right? If you're 40% or lower, you're probably not making out to a diner, but if you have it in you to throw on a buttonista beanie, not your best outfit, not something that's going to land you on the Capital Region's best dress list, but just a cobbled together, I call it like a paparazzi look, like if we had the paparazzi here in the Capital Region, like what they would try to get me in, like they would get me if I was going to a diner, right? It's like not not fashionable, but like it's not great. Like the pieces aren't, the pieces are there, they're just not put together right. It's disheveled chic, if you will. Um, and you go to a diner, you recap the events, you plan the day, and you eat some great food with a coffee and a water and a nice little lady topping you off every few seconds. That to me is an ideal diner experience. And I have been to a lot of diners in the capital region, but I put it out there as bold as it may be. I think Triangle Diner in Saratoga Springs is one of the best. Their menu is beyond you know, just your standard omelets, French toast, and a couple specials. I mean, they are bringing in goat cheese, pepper jelly, fried chicken, hollandaise, you know, uh, eggs benedict, that kind of thing. I mean, it's a very elevated menu for like breakfast, but it still has your classic diner vibes, teeny tiny, you know, hasn't been decorated since the, you know, 80s or whatever. And I just had myself a freaking day there on Sunday, which led me to ask you what some of your favorite diners are in the Capital Region. So I wanted to shout some of them out. Great winter cozy activity is to go out to a diner, do exactly what I just said. Bonus points if you're doing it in a buttonista beanie. But here's what some of the people said, okay? We had a lot of votes for Triangle. Shout out to my Saratoga people. I get that this is a lot of like local, like you like your local spot, just like when we do ice cream reviews on Two Buttons Deep. You're obviously going to feel some sort of affection and affinity for your local spot. So the people that said Triangle, if you know, you know, you know, you're between exits 13 and 15, you're in Boston Spa, you're in Wilton, or you're right here in Saratoga. So I salute you for that take. Compton's in Saratoga got another vote. You know, I think this was the classic uh, like pre-hangover spot because they used to be open 
late night but really early morning in downtown Saratoga. Great atmosphere, downtown, quick and easy, cash only. Love a good cash only diner. Who knows what they're doing under the table there. Um, Half Moon Diner, I'm going to disagree. I feel like it's overpriced. I feel like it's, you know, no shade to Clifton Park, Half Moon. It's where I grew up, but I grew up there and I never went there. I think I went once and I was like, eh, maybe I'm willing to try it again, but I don't know. I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, didn't get too excited when I saw that pop up on this list. Um, Alexis Diner, been there, done that. It's all right. It's your standard Greek diner, 10 page menu, lots going on. More of like that shiny kind of like 50 retro vibe going on in there. Um, it's like kind of in between Troy and East Greenbush. So, you know, I'll give that satisfactory on on my rating. Um, a couple other Troy ones, though. Duncan's Dairy Bar. Never been. A few people said that. Would love to try that. That's on Huzik and Troy. Um, so that is going to be added to my list. Don and Paul's in Waterford. Shout out. Someone said Don and Paul's in Waterford. You are welcome. So if someone gives you a you're welcome in advance, you bet your ass I'm making time to go to that diner. So I appreciated that suggestion quite a bit. And the other one that I forgot to Google where it is, Mike's Diner, where is that? Um, I love a diner that's named after a person. I think that gives a lot of respect, a lot of history and a lot of homage to whoever, you know, was behind the griddle for all those years. So I will add Mike's to the list. Um, Blue Ribbon Diner in Schenectady, heard of it, never been. Manneries in Troy, obviously another downtown staple. Um, you know, Manneries and Comptons being right in a downtown walking distance, don't have to get into a car. Fabulous for that hangover situation. Manneries serves alcohol. Not every diner does that. So if you need a little hair of the dog, a little BM, Bloody Mary, a little mimosa, highly recommend Manneries. They also have a buffalo chicken omelet that does not sound necessarily appealing, but it is to die. Um, I've been to Manneries even for dinner, like just great kind of all day diner food, burger and fries. Um, so thank you everybody for sharing your favorite diners with me in the capital region. I think it's very important that we know these spots. There are a lot of local businesses, a lot of support and just a place that always has like your locals, your camaraderie, the people opening the paper, sitting at the counter. Um, I think that that's like a very safe space, right? Don't get into any, don't get into any mask arguments in there. Um, don't do any crazy shit in a diner, right? You want to be welcome forever. And there's so many great ones in the capital region to choose from that are also not like your brunch spots, okay? Like, let's just end this on that note. Uh, going to a diner is a very different experience than going to brunch. Don't confuse the two. If the paparazzi saw me going to brunch, I would be dressed up, I'd have makeup on, I'd be accessorizing, and I'd be spending like, probably like 50 to $60 on myself alone due to the sides, the alcohol, just the overall presentation of the experience. You're looking for vibes. You're looking for Instagram opportunities. Like brunch is like a category like of girl. Like they should just add that to dating apps. Like just like, you know, like blonde hair, you know, capital region brunch and then if you see the word brunch you're like okay got it like that's I know who I'm dealing with here and there's nothing wrong with that there's just a time and a place but for me we know I like dive bars we know I love Miller Lite I'm actually very simple when you dull it all down and you take the rent the runway off and you put the all black sweatsuit on I'm a very simple girl amused and entertained by very simple things here in the capital region next up my friends we have for you the title 
of today's episode, something I got a major response to on Instagram. Today's episode is called Weeping at the Nail Salon Part 2. Weeping at the Nail Salon Part 2 is brought to you by the Times Union slash Times Union Hudson Valley. I said the broadcast news was depressing me because it's so much more than words. It's emotion, it's faces, it's visuals. It can put you in a bad place really quick. They're putting it all across the country, trying to appeal to a lot of different people in a lot of different markets, but that's not the Times Union. The Times Union cares for every single word that they write. They take it seriously. They take the community seriously. And if there's updates on the coronavirus, on accidents, on happy things, on restaurants, whatever it is that you need to know, the Times Union is doing it with you in mind to keep you informed, to not be biased, to not put anything out there that you don't need to know or you don't want to know. Maybe you don't want to know, but you should know. And then to add the Hudson Valley into it, just the ultimate Catskill slash still upstate New York getaways, experiences, things you can do when you feel like you need to take a break from the capital and the capital region. They have you covered with news in the Hudson Valley. A lot of real estate, a lot of fun stuff going on down there that's quirky and cool, bringing New York City kind of up to the Hudson Valley area, something that I've really enjoyed. So Weeping at the Nail Salon Part 2 is brought to you by the Times Union. Go ahead and subscribe to the Times Union online. It's like 99 cents or something for the first 12 weeks. I mean, get out of here. How are you not doing that? If you haven't subscribed by now, I'm not doing my job. Speaking of doing their job, I have talked endlessly on this podcast about different experiences that I have had at the nail salon and with my nails in general. Senior Botanista made a comment to me the other day, kind of saying that I talk about some things too much on the podcast. She referenced baby fever, which, haha, mom, gotcha, brought it up again on the podcast. I tried to remind her that A, new people pick up the show every week. So sometimes you need to reinstate things that are kind of like core themes along the way so that new people can pick up and not feel so left out if you refer to it later. The second thing is the theme exactly. People are following along with the journey. They kind of need to to hear the same things over and over again to know that it's kind of embedded and inbreded, if you will. I don't know what that means. I I thought it was a bread joke, but it might have been an inbred joke into the show. So it's okay. It's part of your life. It's okay to have recurring themes in your life. And I feel like the nails just keeps coming up for me. It's something that most of us women do, whether we do them ourselves or we go to a salon. And it's kind of like the endless pursuit of good genes. Another theme here on the Buttonista podcast I still feel like I'm doing a little bit of nail salon speed dating nowadays, ever since I moved to Saratoga. And I'm not going to name names here, but the place that I've been going to for a while in Saratoga, a lot more expensive than what I'm used to, uh, a little bit more south. Have to make an appointment. I'm getting used to that here, being in Saratoga versus other places where I've gotten nails. But I do like to remain loyal. So I've been there a few times. And you know when they, all right, let's, let's, reset for a second. What I want to talk about today is the different ways that they soak off your ANC. And I'd be curious to know what you prefer, what method you think is best. Way back in the day when I was working in Troy and ANC was kind of new, I was introduced to the soaking method where they basically take a bowl of very, very hot water 
and then stack a bowl of the solution in it. You dip your nails into the solution, which gets hot from the bowl of water, and then they cover your hands with a hot towel and you soak your ANC off. And they leave you probably for like 15 or 20 minutes and you just let it soak. They don't even really check in and look at your nails or anything. So this method is not the most time effective because I do think it takes a little while. And what I never liked about it um, when I would get it done in Troy was that my hands would be just so incredibly dry after. I mean, you could just see like the, the white marks. It looks like when you get like salt on your coat or something all over my hands. And then I had to sit there for the rest of the manicure with my hands just feeling like they could crack. Like my skin was so dry. I couldn't wait to the point where they told me to go wash up and put the lotion back on. So I was never a huge fan of that. It made me a little bit antsy just sitting there watching them work around the rest of the salon and all that jazz. Then in the salon I went to in Clifton Park for like many years, which I will shout out, Natural Nail in Clifton Park on Route 146 is one of my favorite salons. It's clean. They're super nice, great customer service, and I would say pretty cost-effective and efficient. But now I don't really live in Clifton Park anymore. It's a weird stop for me um, if I'm not actively doing something in there, staying with my mom or whatever. Um, So they do the tinfoil method, which I guess after all of this, I would say probably my favorite. They have cotton balls. They pour the solution on it, put the cotton ball on top of your nail, and then cover your nail in tinfoil and let you sit. If they're super busy, maybe they'll let you go for a bit. This method is also great if you're getting a pedicure because they can set it and forget it. And by the time your pedicure is done, your nails are soaked off. Only downfall is you can't touch your phone. But I'm terrified that if I drop my phone in the water, I'm going to get electrocuted because I think that did happen to someone one time. Don't quote me. The other thing that's good about this method is that if they're not that busy, they'll stay with you and they'll take you know, a little bit off, shave it down a little bit, put it back on, and they're more attentive to all 10 of your fingers than they are when they just set the bowl to soak and forget it. What comes after the tinfoil method, though, is like that little drill that they can put on different settings, and then they drill down whatever's remaining of your ANC nails, you know, file it down, get it all ready to go, fine. But the last place I've been going to in Saratoga, the expensive place, is turning the drill up so hard They are hurting me. They're just legit hurting my nails with how far they're drilling down. I think they're turning it up too high, but I am not a confrontational person whatsoever. I don't say anything. You know, at the very least, I'll just kind of pull my hand back a little bit if they are hurting me. But it literally feels like they are just shaving down my actual nail. And it's very painful. And you can feel it getting hot. Like I'm just not enjoying myself. So combined with the hurting of the drill, And the fact that I broke like more than two real, I have real nails. I don't have tips. My long real nails are breaking off, probably because of the cold, probably not because of them. I decided once and for all, I would give them a break and I would try another place in Saratoga. This is when I was introduced to um, electrocution for the first time, I guess. Uh, I've been told my entire life, you should not mix water and electricity under any circumstances but lo and behold the woman at the nail salon takes a tiny bathtub it's oval shaped it legitimately does look like a bathtub filled with the solution as we know and it has a cord plugged into it 
And I was kind of liking the vibe of the salon. It was decorated cute, very close to my house, was able to make an appointment the same day. And she's like, you know, put your hands in there. So I, and I have my mask on. I put my hands in there and it literally shocks me. Like through my whole body, I pulled my hands out so fast. I screamed, Jesus, which what made me think that I don't I would I would usually swear or something I just go Jesus threw my hands up the solution went everywhere I literally got it like on my mask under my mask all over the table and she just looked at me and was like you okay I was like I'm speech like I think I just got electrocuted like I think you just sent a shockwave through my body and I again didn't really have the heart to inquire too much further about what this machine is. I asked you guys on Instagram, some of you are familiar with it, with this exact salon, but essentially it must have something at the bottom. So it's not that deep, right? So like when I first screamed, I must've put my fingers all the way towards the bottom, which is probably what you're supposed to do, but it starts like shaking, like vibrating. And I just screamed because it hurt so bad it was like that drill but on all eight of my fingers and two of my thumbs and it was horrible and she just kept putting my fingers back in it I was being such a baby I was like I was looking at my hands I'm like my fingers aren't even in this water right now allegedly it's supposed to make the process of soaking your nails off faster maybe this is my karma for complaining about being at the nail salon too long and not liking it not enjoying the process holy shit this hurt so bad I was weeping at the nail salon yet again I can't even believe that this is legal I can't even believe that people like some people said they loved it I was in so much pain I li- I couldn't shake it I couldn't shock like shake that feeling of like I was just shocked I, I don't know who approves these like materials and these machines and finally like after like 10 more attempts at me doing it I was like first of all is this supposed to hurt and she said yes like soaks faster or something and I'm like okay like lesson learned and then finally she was like just put like two more fingers in and I go no I literally go no I'm not doing this anymore I cannot I'm not doing this anymore and I felt so bad but I'm like uh, like within five minutes I'm like I'm never ever ever going back to this nail salon ever again I don't know how this is legal and approved it is do we have any scientists that listen to the podcast like is there an explanation why we can have water and electricity mixing like this can someone give me another example um besides like a plug-in tea kettle or a coffee pot or okay I get it I get things you use both water and electricity at the same time but this was truly one of the most traumatic experiences I've had There's really no room for debate or conversation at nail salons in general. They're fast moving. There's a bit of a language barrier at times. And I respect and appreciate all of their hard work. I've talked about that before on this show as well. I tip them like 30% like or more. I really, really respect the job that they do and how hard they hustle. But like I could say I wanted red and they could bring back like purple and I'll just go with it. Like if I have a regret on a color change, like I want to switch last minute, I don't say anything. A regret on like a filing situation, if I don't think something's even, I just don't say it. Like they're doing the best they can. They're the professionals. I'm not trying to create a scene, but holy shit, I created 
a little bit of a mini scene here with this tiny bathtub. I was so, so upset and so shook. I told everybody, I'm so glad for Instagram in situations like these because a lot of people had been through it before. Sorry, I needed to sip. A lot of people have been through it before, but Jesus Christ, why didn't you tell me? If you are holding on to information like this in the girl world, it's like the first time you ever like talk about like Brazilian waxes with your friend and like, you know, they tell you that you have to get on all fours and they wax your bum hole. Like someone needed to tell me that you need to look out for your girlfriends and share this information with them before they find themselves in a horrible situation. So needless to say, I'm still on the hunt for a non-invasive, non-painful nail salon in Saratoga. If anybody has any recommendations for that, um, it was it was truly traumatic. Um, next up, I am excited to reveal the tagline of the Buttonista podcast. No, just kidding. It's not my tagline, but it's someone else's that I am so, so, so excited to be working with. I shared a little bit of information on them on last week's podcast, but let me reveal one of my new slogans. It's not thank God it's Tuesday. It's your balls will thank you. Your balls will thank you. Say it with me. Your balls will thank you. If I had to guess, less than 20% of listeners of the Botanista podcast have their own balls. But we've all been there. We've seen balls. We've touched balls. We've, have we smelled balls? I hope not. That would, be, that would be tough. And if you don't want to smell balls, the way that you can avoid that with the man in your life is to make sure that they get manscaped. I feel like I've been training to bring this sponsor on my show because oddly enough, I think almost all of the podcasts that I listen to regularly are men doing podcasts with other men. So it's a huge honor to be brought on by Manscaped. They found the Botanista podcast in the teeny tiny corner of the internet in which I exist. And I can't believe that they're working with me, even though they work with everybody. They work with some of the biggest comedians in the game, some of the biggest podcasters in the game. Burt Kreischer, my guys at Are You Garbage, who their show got canceled at Crossgates this week. I'm so bummed. KFC Radio, one of my favorite podcasts. Um, Pat McAfee Show. I mean, they work with some of the biggest podcasts ever. Why do they want to work with me? I have no idea. But now that I've seen the products, that it's arrived at my door, I truly can't think of a better gift for a man which, by the way, this segment is going to be a little gift guide that we roll out. Uh, the Botanist is going to give you some gift recommendations for the men in your life because it can be a last-minute effort, can be something hard to shop for. But when you get a Manscaped package like this that arrives with a fabulous presentation, the moral of the story for me is that everything that comes in this Manscaped box, everything that's in their product line online is stuff that not only benefits the man in your life, but if you're getting close to these regions of the man in your life, it will greatly benefit you too, okay? If you want your man to be nicely shaved, if you want his balls to smell nice, if you want him to manicure his nails 
two-in-one shampoo with the hair so he doesn't take up um, your valuable shelf space in the shower. Manscaped is here for you. Lip balm, how many times has your boyfriend stole your lip balm before? I bought my boyfriend a bomb.com from Glossier last year, original scent, and I found it in the washing machine, okay? They even have hygiene kits that you can subscribe to so you are making sure that you're not running out to the store to get things for him that there's no excuses why he's not freshly manicured up here and down there and I think everybody's gonna fall in love with this okay so right now I was on their website this morning manscaped it's 10% off everything great big effing deal if you use code buttonista you will get 20 percent off your entire order and free freaking shipping free 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 shipping what could be better than a gift that benefits you and your man not paying for shipping 20 percent off keeping me in business i want to be burt kreischer i want to be a big hairy man no i don't but i want to work with manscaped in the future so if you use this code you show them that you love me and you love them i've heard from other guys on the record that it's great off the record i might get some manscaped for my dad for christmas um i don't want to think about how he's going to use it but i'm i will find some products that i'm okay with thinking about how he's going to use it so go ahead to manscaped.com use promo code buttonista for 20 percent off your order and free worldwide shipping thanks to me thanks to manscaped and say it with me one last time your balls will thank you that's so nice that's literally i mean move over nike that's the best tagline in the advertising game right now but not only did i want to formally introduce manscaped to the Botanista podcast i wanted to talk about some gifts for men this holiday season we know what to get our gal pals. We know what to get our sisters and our moms. We get the ads in our inbox and we know what they like because we know what we like. And usually if you have good relationships with people, you have a good feel for what they want. I think men can be a little bit more difficult to shop for. But if you look at it with this particular lens that I'm going to describe to you, think about gifts for your man like Manscaped that benefit you two it's gonna look like you were so thoughtful you were so caring and you know they're gonna love it and trust me they will but they might need a push in the right direction sometimes we know this we know this with men how many times have you been asked where is the salt and pepper and you open up the cabinet and it's right there you know where is the deodorant you open up the cabinet you move a couple things it's right there you're like a magician they respect you and they love you for that because they're like oh my god how did you find it i'm like just moved a couple things no big deal you could do it too they're not going to maybe buy this for themselves you're going to want to buy it for them and you will reap the benefits what are some other things on my list that i think you could reap the benefits from this is a good one i think if you have a guy in your house especially someone that you live with or even your dad um, someone that you eat food with. If you have a man in your life that likes to cook, you will benefit from buying him some nicer cooking items, okay? Men love to grill. I think some men like to make breakfast if you're not at a diner. Could you get them a griddle? 
that plugs in that you can make, you know, a house full of pancakes or sausages or bacon or eggs right on one flat pan, very easy to clean, plugs right in, ready to go. Could you get them some grilling materials? An uni pizza oven, that's a man's job. I love it, I love the product, but that's a great product to give your guy that will support your whole household. Non-stick cookware. I remember I bought the Senior Botanista a 10-piece Calphalon cookware set for her birthday a couple years ago. She literally had pots and pans from her wedding day 20-something years ago from the wedding that didn't work out. Now listen, I don't think it was any emotional sort of response pulling out an old pot or pan to cook with, um, but it was depressing when it stuck to the bottom. It was horrible to clean. They didn't make them back then like they do today. A nice Calphalon cookware set for your guy or like just like the type of pan that he likes to cook with most. I think this is great. If you're at home saying my guy doesn't cook, maybe this is a great way to introduce him to cooking. Pair it with a little cooking class, um, a little something you can do together, you know, some nice utensils. I think men and women are equally supported and allowed in the kitchen. And if you bought a cooking appliance or um, some sort of cookware that he can use, you will benefit from the food that he puts on the table with it or from cooking together, having an experience and having a new household item that everybody can enjoy. I thought that was a really good one. I think the more obvious one, obviously being the botanista, talking about fashion a lot. I have mixed feelings and opinions on like how far you can go to change the way that your guy dresses, okay? I don't believe in totally changing a person to the wardrobe that you think they should fit in, Um, especially because obviously guys are all built very differently. I personally like a, you know, European, more tailored, slim style. We know I love a good turtleneck. There's things that I like on a man that I wouldn't like or ever want to make my man wear. That's just not fair. So if you're going to fall for somebody, you're going to love them, want to be with them. There are some things about their personal style that you're going to have to accept and love and not be so, um, you know, so passionate about trying to change like their entire style. You cannot change that. However, when it comes to shopping, when it comes to Christmas, just like, you know, a gift that you don't think they're going to buy themselves, you can slightly over the years, especially if we're, you know, celebrating multiple holidays a year, you know, Christmas after Christmas or holiday after holiday with somebody, you can slowly, slowly start to influence their style. Um, you know, you can kind of update their sneaker collection if you're not into sneakers with jeans, you know. Um, you can make their footwear and their boots a little bit more pointy and rounded. You can introduce suede and different types of boots to the situation. Always feel it out. Um, You know, I love Chelsea boots. My boyfriend has made a cold hard stance against Chelsea boots. I don't know what he has about, you know, what, what happened with Chelsea. Who's Chelsea? You know, maybe she made you happy once and she doesn't anymore. Um, but we have a tailor in the house now. No, he just doesn't like Chelsea boots. Okay, fine. Um, but what can I get that I think is a little bit more stylish that could assimilate into his wardrobe without feeling like a total change? You know, maybe graduating from like a boot cut jean to something a little bit slimmer, but not going fully, you know, 
uh, fully skinny Gene and in, in, in cutting his balls off. You know, we just can't do that, okay? Um, I think pullovers for guys are really sharp during the winter months. So, you know, can you get him a new material? Like, a, try a Sherpa. Try to just push it a little bit. Try to do a new color. Maybe it's a brick red. Maybe it's a navy if he's into more blacks and grays. Um, on top of the stuff that you know is a slam dunk, you know, I'm still going to get you know, the sweatpants and the practical and things like that. But if you're noticing a lot of, you know, kind of grungy, mismatched socks coming up in the laundry, it's okay to get them socks. Maybe just make it more thoughtful, maybe make it a little bit more nice. Um, but the theme with clothing for your guys is stuff that you like and you'd be proud of him wearing for sure, but nothing that's going to sit in the closet and take him out of his comfort zone so much that he thinks that you're totally trying to change him. You know, I am not one for adult men in sports jerseys, but if the person that you're with is a really big sports fan, can you find a limited edition, you know, crew neck sweatshirt or a hat or something that represents their favorite team, but isn't so you know, full-blown NFL fan apparel. Mitchell and Ness is, I think they're Philadelphia-based, a very old-school retro sports uh, sportswear brand. I love their stuff. It's really unique. It's really high quality. Um, hoodies, sweatshirts, jerseys, stuff like that. But it's so different. They make it fashionable. They make it cool. So don't totally say, oh, you're not wearing anything sports-related. You're not doing this. And trust me, I've had those thoughts. I've, I've thought that. I've felt that. I've called the hotline. But I don't use it. I don't pull the trigger. I try to find a way to incorporate it into a thoughtful gift. And um, the other comment about footwear, like I was saying, you can start to maybe move towards a more modern trend. Footwear is another thing. The shoes are the eyes to the soul, okay? You do want anybody in your life, whether it's a kid, a parent, a friend, a boyfriend, you want them to have nice shoes. You want them to be clean. You want them to be presentable. Same with your socks. It's sock proposal season. People are walking around at holiday parties in socks. Make sure the people that you love in your life have nice clean socks and nice clean shoes. Not always something that people are going to buy from themselves. Shoes can be a bigger expense, especially men's shoes get a little pricey. Um, but I think it's a great gift that will last. It's perfect for winter. Same with outerwear and stuff like that. Um, men are not obviously as good at you know, kind of staying warm, but also staying fashionable in the winter months. Um, so can you get them a nice coat? Can you get them a scarf or gloves or a hat? Like, how can you make sure that when they leave, you know, to go out to dinner with you, that it's not just the outfit underneath that looks good, but it's the whole presentation, something that matches and is aesthetic and goes with the whole vibe of what you're doing. Um, one last men's gift that I did want to mention, of course, would be a 90-day unlimited Hoffman Car Wash membership. Um, a clean car makes you look good, feel good. They can get it whenever they want. They could literally go to the car wash five days a week. They could go two times a day. Unlimited truly means unlimited. We know men, um, not more than women, but maybe equally so, take care of their cars, take pride in their cars. You never want to walk into your guy's car and it's filled with like 27 empty water bottles, receipts from the gas station, it's just not a good look, right? It's not presentable. Even if no one's coming into your car, um, you know, my boyfriend's in sales, so he always has all kinds of materials and stuff in his car. And I'm the one that gets in trouble because I just think when I open the door, I can just sit down. No, 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 no. 
we have sunglasses, we have coffee cups, we have work materials, we have all kinds of stuff on the car seat. I get it. He's in the car on the, a lot. He's on the road a lot, but I don't always think to check the seat before I sit down. I like a nice, clean, smooth ride and a 90-day Hoffman Unlimited membership is truly a great gift. You can renew it for Father's Day, for different summer holidays, but give him a start with 90 days. Again, you will benefit because your coat will not be covered in salt when you get in and out of the car with your groceries, with your little doggy bag that you took home from a nice holiday dinner. We got to ruin the term doggy bag. That is just too close to doggy style, dog anything. Um, Why would you take a doggy bag home from a restaurant? That just doesn't even make any sense to me. Um, But yeah, I'm happy to advise any locally themed gifts you know you have cooperstown distillery you have albany distillery you have so many local breweries that you could do little packages for for your guy for the holidays um i think it's important to be thoughtful and practical you know yes you can get them tools you can go to home depot and peruse the aisles but what's the fun in that what are you going to get out of that you know maybe a ladder so he can hang some pictures for you. And I'm just kidding. Trust me. It's not all about you. But what can you think of that's going to improve your household, that's going to improve your life, that's going to be thoughtful and stuff that your man wouldn't buy for himself? All right. I need to get this show on the road. I need to get this show edited and up. I have two things that I wanted to talk about, but I can save it for next week. It's timeless. It's ready to go. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, there's still Buttonista merchandise in the Two Buttons Deep store. All orders over 75 ship free. There's a Buttonista bundle. There's First Sip Club mugs. There's this little hat. We have the Chasing Friday crop top. I'm ready for you. Shop till you drop. I'll send you a bunch of stickers and a big kiss. See you next Tuesday, the week of Christmas. Santa's coming. I hope he's still coming. He's going to fit down my chimney. I know it. I know it. I know it. He's probably been doing like a juice cleanse or something because I have a pretty skinny chimney. (laughs) 